Good morning, Lydia House, those who are here and those who are there. So whether it's someplace you're here or there, listen to this scripture. Calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone, that would include us, right, would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross. When they heard the word cross, they grimaced. It's not jewelry. It was the lowest form of Gentile death. He was telling them that they were uh, that he was going to die by Gentile hands, that he would be crucified. And then he tells them that you have a cross to carry and follow me. Well, we remember those this weekend, this sober weekend who died like Todd Beamer. He called his wife, told her what was happening, and then he read Psalm 23 and, and, or said it and then said the Lord's Prayer. And then they did what they had to do before they went down. So Father, as we remember this weekend, we thank you for America. We thank you for this country that's been raised up. We're sad for some of the things that are happening in our country. We're sad for what happened 9-11. We're sad for some of the decisions that are being made. We pray for good government, and we pray for our family here gathered together at Liddy House here today. We bless the, the, the sharing of the word with one another. We thank you that you are present where your people gather, at least two or three. And so we thank you for your presence in our midst today. We bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. who's joining us in-house. Welcome everybody who's joining us from home. Great to have you with us. A couple quick announcements. The offering box is back there for your tithes and offerings. There's also a sheet where you can sign up uh, to get our weekly email updates or occasional emergency updates, but I don't flood your inbox. Don't worry. Um, if you're watching online and want to do that, there will be a link at some point for the website and you can request to get on our email list from there. Today, we will be doing our 1 Corinthians 14.26 service. Uh, we've been doing these monthly for most of this year, and that's because God told us to, and so we like to say, yes, sir, when God gives us direction, right? And the 1 Corinthians services are a great opportunity for us to really practice being the body of Christ, and so we're going to do that in a little bit, but first, we're going to worship together. Um, Oh, right after the service, if anybody's able to help stay for like 15 minutes, we have a few things we want to move out of the kitchen nursery room downstairs. So if anybody's willing to stay, uh, that would be helpful for just a few minutes. Next week, we will have lunch together, potluck lunch again. So think about bringing something. Also, you know, food's a great time to bring family, friends, neighbors, the guy across from you at the gas pump on your way to church Sunday morning. Tell them we've got free food. You should come and eat it because there's going to be too much food, and we don't know what to do with it. Please help us in our time of need. And, you know, Jesus did that all the time. There was almost always food when he was doing ministry. He knew what he was doing, and I don't, and so I just copy Jesus. And so we're going to eat next week. So come join us for that. Um, we're going to say some prayers now and do some confession. A quick update on one of those. Uh, my dad, Steve Johnson. Uh, most of you know him. They usually sit up here, Stephen Luann. My dad had surgery on Friday, and it went well. The doctor said it was perfect, and he's recovering. 
So it'll take, you know, a few days or a week probably for him to get out of bed probably. I'm not exactly sure how long, but it did go well and he's feeling good. And um, so praise God for that. Mm -hmm. And all the other prayer requests. Does anybody else have an urgent prayer need or a healing need? Well, we're going to pray for Steve. Definitely. Because, uh, How's the leg, buddy? And he found out that he doesn't, he won't need surgery. Yeah, I won't need surgery. So well, that's, good. that's good news. So hobbling around a little bit, but less than you were last week. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And this week has been a tough week for the Volker family. So we want to remember Anne, who is still struggling, and Joel, who got it later than she got it, but uh, uh, COVID-related. So let's start by praying for the Volkers, for Joel and Anne. We hold them up. The Lord promises us the prayers of righteous people avail what? much. So we thank you, Father, for this time of prayer. We thank you that we can come uh, to you by your invitation. You invite us to come. You invite us to pray, and you invite us to believe that our prayers avail much. So let them avail much now as we pray for Joel and Anne. We pray that you would raise them up. We pray against congestion. We pray against all the coughing that both of them are experiencing. We pray that you'd clear out their lungs. We pray that you'd reduce this and quickly build up their bodies. So we bless Anne and Joel today in Jesus' name. Those that we thank you for Steve and how he's doing a successful surgery. We pray for ongoing healing for Steve and for the Johnstones, for Nate and for Kaylee and for uh, any other needs that we're not aware of. We hold them up to you and we say thank you, Father, that you are a prayer-answering God. And you revealed yourself as a healing God to Israel. And so Show your healing power in the lives of those that we love that need your healing touch. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to worship the Lord now. You can stand or sit or dance or get a flag. Join the kids. You know, one great thing about kids when they worship is nothing holds them back. It's kind of fun to watch them, right? So, you know, you don't have to let anything hold you back either. Just a thought. We're going to, this first song um, is a little older. I asked my sister Stephanie before we started. We're pretty sure the song's older than she is. Ah. And I heard it in there and I was rejoicing because I know it. You know it. It's, it's, not, it's not a song from the 70s, but it's very 70s-ish. And I was born in the 70s. So we're going to go for this. I'm and a 70s guy. I love this because you're in your 70s. So this is for everyone. It's for everyone. Uh, but mostly it's for Jesus. And I love this song because it speaks of revival. It speaks of uh, verses like in Ezekiel when, he, when the Spirit says, tell the dry bones to come back to life. And that's what we want to do in our world right now, in this country right now. Amen. Yeah. We want to see the dry bones come back to life. We want to see people restored and set free. And we want to see God move. So let's stand up and praise as in the days of Elijah.
Sneaky, sneaky. I, I decided I'm going to do the key change at the beginning instead of in the middle. It's hard to move a capo in the middle of a song. The intro comes what? before the song. <laughs> <laughs> Except when it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this time for real. <laughs> These are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord. These are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sword, so we are the voice in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, Riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee, out of science hill, salvation comes. That was good, good job. And these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant, and these are the days of the harvest the fields are as white in the world and we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the lord behold he comes riding on the clouds shining like the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's a year of jubilee, out of science till salvation comes. There's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no God. One more time. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Behold, He comes. Riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's year of jubilee. Out of science hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes. Shining on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's year of jubilee. Out of science hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes. Riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's the year of jubilee. Out of science hill, salvation. Amen. You know, some of the worship in heaven will be fun. 
and we'll dance around and we'll smile and laugh. Lydia did a great job. Father God, we welcome you here this morning. We welcome you here, Jesus, and we welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We ask you that you would move in this land, as we said, but before we can see that, we need you to move in our own lives. We need you to move in our own hearts. And so I just want to take a minute now. Spirit, show us if there's anything in our heart or in our life that's blocking you from being able to move in us the way you want to. Let's just take a minute just to let the Spirit put his finger on anything that he might want to move out of the way. Thank you, Lord, that you're moving in this land even when we can't see it. That you're moving in our life even when we can't see it. Thank you that your word says that you are continually at work within us to make us both willing and able to obey you. And that's what we ask for this morning. We ask that you would continue to move within us to make us both more willing and more able to obey you. I've spent a lot of time around little kids the last few years, and sometimes they are willing to obey and not quite able, and they say, I can't, I just can't do it, or I try and I, I'm not able to. And we're like that too, right? Yeah. We're God's children. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be more able <laughs> to obey Jesus. what it is you're calling us to do. Thank you that you invite us to be a part of what you're doing in this world. We ask you to come and move, Lord. Feel it in my bones, you're about to move. Feel it in the wind, you're about to ride in. You said that you would pour your spirit out. Said that it would fall on sons and daughters. So let the rain come drench us in love. Let your glory rush in like a flood. And we are fixed on this one thing to know your goodness, to see your glory, and we're transformed by this one thing to know your presence to see your beauty i can see it now your kingdom come and i can hear it now the sound of heaven you said that if we ask we'll receive so we are asking for the greater measure so let your rain come drench us in love. Let your glory rush in like a flood. And we are fixed on this one thing, to know your goodness, to see 
your glory and we're transformed by this one thing to know your presence see your beauty we are fixed and we are fixed on this one thing to know your goodness see your glory and we're transformed by this one thing to know your presence see your beauty
Jesus. You're the name we're lifting high, your glory. Shaking up the earth and skies, revival. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom King Jesus. Here. King Jesus. You're the name we're lifting high, your glory. Shaking up the earth and skies, revival. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here. Spirit break out. Spirit break out. Break our walls down. Spirit break out. Heaven come down, Spirit break out, break our walls down, Spirit break out, Heaven come down, sing this over our city, Spirit break out. Break our walls down, spirit break out, heaven come down, on through, spirit move, we're ready for you to come and blow, on through. Come and do what only you can do. So come and blow on through. Spirit move. We're ready for you. So come and blow on through. Come and do what only you can do. I want you to think now. Where is it that you want the Spirit to move in your life, in your family, in your neighborhood? Where is that specific place? We're going to sing this bridge again, and I want you to be inviting the Spirit into that place in your heart, in your life, into that situation or that atmosphere. Come and blow on through. Spirit move. We're ready for you to come and blow on through. Come and do what only you can do. So come and blow on through. Spirit move. We're ready for you to come and blow on through. Come and do what only Let's pray for our nation. All through Spirit move. We're ready for you to come and blow. All through Come and do what only you come and do it, Lord. We need you. 
or government we don't put our faith in those things we put our faith in you only you can do what needs to be done in this country and so we ask you Lord to come and do it Everybody wants to go the way of God. That's right. Amen. And well, I pray that anyone like that's not in this church, is it in any church, doesn't believe in God. I pray that they'll believe in God yes. and their eyes will open to Amen. Amen. Wonderful prayer. Wonderful prayer. Did you have a word? Praying for the Christians in Afghanistan. And I know in, in Nigeria now they are saying if you don't have a vaccine, you cannot even go to church. So just so dear Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that your spirit will go throughout the earth, Lord, and, and protect your loved ones, protect your children, Lord, protect those who have your mark. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come against this satanic agenda that's trying to prevent Christians from worshiping you freely, Lord. You have given us our bodies, Lord, as a temple of the Holy Spirit. We have a right to accept or refuse the vaccine. But in some countries now, we cannot even go to church. We cannot assemble. We cannot see our families. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Mighty move of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that these... This, these demonic forces that are coming against the church, Lord, that you will fight against them, that you will send your warring angels. We pray for the angelic ministry to go forth throughout the earth, Lord, and protect your children and protect those who are coming to Christ, those who want to accept Christ, those who want to come into the kingdom of Christ. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love. When, and we thank you, Lord, for this nation, that this nation will stand, the United States of America, 
America will stand in Jesus' name because this is a beacon of hope, Lord. If we fall, if Christians fall in these nations, what about smaller nations? What are they going to do? So, Lord, we just pray for a revival of your spirit that every tongue, every, every, every soul shall profess the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise your name. Amen. 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 Anybody else have any words or prayers they want to add? Let's uh, sing out. If you sing in the spirit, if you sing in tongues, go ahead and sing with us. Oh, da 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 First Corinthians 14 says, I will sing with my mind and I will sing with my spirit. So there are two different kinds of singing. One, we shut off our mind and we simply sing with our spirit. It's a song of worship to the Lord. All right, well, let's just keep moving right in to more sharing. Um, anybody who has something to share, especially if it's near what we were just talking about, that would make a good segue. Otherwise, people who have a word or a testimony or a story or a little devotional thought, kids who've memorized Bible verses recently who maybe want to share it, Who's first? No, yeah, go for it. As a, a testimony, I was sharing with the, the women earlier. Uh, we know, and along with uh, your prayer, Audrey, we all prayed along with you and believe. We're believing the Lord. Um, in our personal lives, uh, a lot of fear can come uh, just because of what we know what's going on and what's not going on. <laughs> and uh, I am encouraged that the Lord says in his word, do not fear, many, many, many times. <laughs> and uh, it's not just a few, but we were saying that it's, you know, we would probably have one for every day, maybe many times a day, <laughs> that we could say, thank you, Lord. Paul and I, on the way to church today, were thinking of and praying for the 9-11 uh, families that gave their lives, families that died, the, the uh, 
the ones that were helping others and praying for their families. And Lord, if there's uh, any that are carrying bitterness and hatred and sorrow, uh, yes, still sorrow, I'm, I'm sure, Father, but that you would bring healing and that you would open their hearts to receive your love and say yes to you. So with our hearts heavy, then I received a, a uh, video of what was happening in Washington, D.C. yesterday. The praise and worship that, uh, uh, I don't know how many gathered there, if anybody knows, but a, a huge crowd on the Washington, right there on the mall, as they call it, and I play just a little clip of it, but it's it's just, you know, praise and worship. Well, how many more times than what we just did today with many, many people? And our prayer was, Lord, let that permeate, permeate our country. Uh, and on a personal note, I realized, too, as we were singing the Spirit just now, realizing that is a tool God has given us. I had a little glitch uh, as I was telling the women yesterday, I just had kind of these uh, feeling of mm, this is a, you know, this is difficult. <laughs> or, uh, and uh, I, I started to just sing, not because I, I thought, oh, I think I'll, I'll just sing a song. It was out of uh, need. I need this Lord to change my mind, my heart. And so I just started singing, you know, like a Alleluia, thank you, thank you, Lord, Alleluia. So it was a new song, a new song to the Lord. And so I would encourage and challenge you all, as I think I've done before, <laughs> but again, uh, it, it, it worked, didn't it, Paul? In fact, uh, I, Paul was in the next room, and I said, did you hear me? I guess I was singing kind of loud. And yeah, it was from the Lord. So, bless you all. Thank you. And Bella, do you want to come up? I think you're looking like you want to come up and share. We like kids to be a part of the service, as we've already seen. So what are you going to do or say or talk about? Um, I'm going to say the Bible verse, James 1, 19 and 20. Okay, go for it. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Good job. I'm going to, if you don't want to answer, that's fine. But what do you think that verse means? Or what does it say to you? I don't know. <laughs> Any thoughts on what that verse means? If God tells you to do something, you should do it quick. Ooh. That's good. I like that. That's good. Thank you. And uh, 
She was going over that verse this week, and I thought that was a pretty appropriate verse for the country these days, right? Quick to listen, quick to obey the Lord, right? But slow to speak. Uh, the Spirit has been working on me on that. I'm an extrovert, and if you know me at all, you know that my mouth sometimes precedes my mind just a tiny bit. Um, and over the last year or so, it has been a very good time to practice this verse of being slow to speak, or else my Facebook would be full of my thoughts that might not help anyone else. Um, and slow to anger. And that's really where it comes to, right? These days, it's hard not to watch the news or get out of bed without at least being tempted to get angry, right? Um, it's hard. It's really tough. Uh, even for extremely loving spiritual people like Karen, it's hard to read the news and read these headlines and see what's going on and not get angry. And getting angry isn't always a sin, right? We know that from elsewhere in Scripture. In your anger, don't sin. Okay, but James says there in this verse, James 1, 19 and 20, that anger doesn't produce the life that God desires. And so if we get angry at stuff in the news or stuff that's going on, that's okay. But let's constructively deal with that, which I would say is through prayer primarily, maybe talking to a friend and then praying. But pray, give that up to the Lord, and let that anger produce something positive in you. Because if we let it sit there, it, it'll fester and it'll cloud our whole day. I don't know if any of you have done this over the last year or so, but I've sometimes let that thing in the back of my mind all day, and I'm having an imaginary conversation with some idiot in my head, right? Anybody else? Am I the only one that does this? No? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, for a second there, I was going to check myself in. Um, I, if I let myself, that's where my brain will go, right? Being angry, why can't people see what is so obvious about this and that? Um, and it's really hard to sometimes to let that go, but we have to. It, that doesn't produce life in me. That keeps me edgy and ornery, and I'm more likely to, you know, say a harsh word to my kids or not pay attention to them when they need me or something like that, right? Or, you know, somebody calls and I'm like, I'll call them back later. I'm too busy huffing and puffing about whatever's going on. Um, so that's just a confession for me, for you guys. And if that's helpful, um, let's be slow to anger. And when we do get angry, let's give it up quickly. Because that doesn't produce life in us. It kind of takes it away. Or at least makes it less fun. All right. That was my sharing for the day. Dovetailing on what Bella shared. Thank you, Bella. Uh, who else wants to share Come up, sweetie. You want to come up? Yeah. All right. Here's the mic. Why don't you introduce yourself and say what you would like to say? You want to hold it? You can. What's your name? Torina. And what do you want to share? So... Video has a video. We don't have a bunk bed anymore. You and you don't have a bunk bed anymore? No. How does that make you feel? That makes me better because I was so I was so brave. Bed. 
Star protected me. Yeah. So I fell off my bunk bed. And then what happened? Did you get an owie? Did you get an owie? Where? Oh my. Did it hurt a lot? Okay. But then what happened? Jesus healed me. Wow. How wonderful. That's good news. He healed you. So you're all better. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So God healed you and you got rid of the bunk bed to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Thank you, sweetie. For sharing. It's good to have testimonies when you're still little, right? And it doesn't have to be little ones. We do allow adults to, to share. In the morning, if you want to, grab that or raise your hand. I'll pass this to you. Anyone? Anyone? Do you want to share? She was making, making lunch for Steve. Well, I made a, a big pot, crock pot of curry rice um, for students uh, in a Japanese students' ministry yesterday. Um, we, I didn't go to help, but I helped cooking and stuff. Um, they had, there were like a 30, about 30 Japanese students, uh, some from U of M, some from Mankato, and we have a leaders who's uh, reaching them out and doing Bible studies. And for Japanese students, uh, when they come to U.S., uh, in Japan, you know, we have no, uh, much, not much Christianity. But when they are here, they are very open, especially when, when they meet good Christian people. They are very open to hear about gospel. So we started uh, this fall season again, and please pray for Japanese students, students, international students on twin, in Twin Cities. Um, what day do you meet? Uh, once in a month. Yeah, one Saturday, usually. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't remember. On Saturday a month? And because we, of COVID, they were, they were gone for almost a year. I assume last year, yeah, you weren't able to meet probably, so... So it's even more important now. Mm -hmm. Our, I would imagine that um, those who are here from Japan, you know, during the lockdown and everything, that must have been really, really lonely mm -hmm. because they can't go to back to their family. They can't see anybody here. So there's a lot of need there. Mm -hmm. All right, does anybody want to pray for these Japanese students? There's a lot at the U, and there's some at Mankato and some at plenty of other schools. And a lot of folks come sure. to this. Yeah, John, go ahead. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just um, think for Masumi and all the others involved with these Japanese students. We just thank you that um, doors are opening again for them to come to America yeah. and pray that their hearts will open too in, with that. That um, as so many are concerned about needs and turmoil in the world, 
that they too can look to you for peace. Yeah. And through the student leaders and others, that they can see your love and see that there is purpose for living, purpose for life, and the purpose they were created and to guide their futures. Yeah. Thank you for a wonderful evening last night and, and for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Laura. John, could you hand that mic back there? I don't know if I turn it off or on. Um, it's on. Okay. Um, so I don't usually share, but um, something that's been on my heart lately that I had a good attitude adjustment on was um, going back to school this year. And public education over the last couple years especially, but before that, has become a real battleground, um, both spiritually but also just in the news in general. Um, and that attitude in the past has really weighed me down. Just it's just becomes really heavy to carry all of the political stuff that, that kind of pushes on top of public education um, in general, but then, um, but there's just a spiritual component that I'm trying to unpack just as a believer, um, and I'm not going to get into it, so you can research on your own, but, um, but race issues and COVID issues, um, and there really isn't a great answer one way or the other, and nobody's happy in either end. So on both sides, COVID-related, there is, um, you know, people who are angry if we wear masks and people who are angry if we don't wear masks and people who are angry if we're distance learning and people who are angry if we're not distance learning and it just feels like a very hot and cold issue that nobody's happy either way. And um, same thing with um, with a lot of race issues in the school. It's really become a hot, hot topic and schools are put in a really hard place right now because um, you can't say the wrong thing um, or you could have a really big I mean, in the news, all eyes on you uh, issue, and um, and that gets pushed down to teachers as well. Um, so I know this is a sermon, but that was just a backdrop. So going into the school year, I, I just felt just heaviness going into going into the new school year. And for those of you who don't know, I teach kindergarten and the public school, um, and usually kindergarten is like a pretty lighthearted. <laughs> place to be and so I've kind of stayed out a lot of that um, a lot of the the heaviness becomes more in the upper grades high school but the difficult part it, it gets pushed down into kindergarten so I just felt very heavy starting the school year and I was wondering why don't I have joy usually I'm excited to start the new school year and just seeing school supplies in Target makes me feel excited and it didn't this year and I just kind of wanted to not go <laughs> but it's my job and so it's um I've been um struggling with that but I think we talked about it even last Sunday but then uh, also my mom encouraged me and just said joy is a choice you choose joy that's it it's not just like oh I'm I'm excited and that's joy that's superficial that is joy a piece of it but joy is a choice um, and I've really struggled with that um, and the kids who are in my class they didn't choose to be there 
either. <laughs> so I, uh, they were put in my class, but I feel like there's a higher purpose to be put in somebody's class. Um, you know, I believe even my children are put in where they're supposed to be. And so it's just, um, yeah, it, it's joy is a choice. And so I encourage you if you have a difficult situation that you're in, um, and even if it's not difficult, but just stuff gets clouding that issue. Um, there's probably a lot of places right now that your joy can get stolen, um, but don't let it get stolen and to choose joy uh, in whatever circumstance and um, things may get harder and we still have to choose joy. Um, Paul in the New Testament, he was put in prison and he chose joy. He chose to sing. So, um, so that's an encouragement and it's something that uh, I'm being <laughs> vulnerable to share that I am struggling with. Um, but I, it's also uh, a battleground where I know that I can pray for my students. Um, and I know that you all partner with me in praying, um, not only um, for my students <laughs> in White Bear Lake, but also in the whole uh, nation. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, situation. So, well, do yeah. Do your little kids have to wear masks? Yeah. They have to wear masks? Well, honestly, I'm just thankful because I'm happy to be there. Um, and I feel like if we didn't, then... If, if we didn't, then we might not be in school. And so I'd rather be in person with my students with masks on. And uh, We always just do our best in kindergarten anyway because... They don't really stay on, so. Kindergarten social distance really well, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. As I had two students face to face who were just like grabbing each other's shoulders last year, and I was like, yeah, we're not social distancing here, <laughs> mask to mask. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have somebody pray for for Laura and the school. Could you, Laura? Could you pass that to the other Laura? Heavenly Father, Lord, as we all are gathered here, we are so thankful for another day to come before the throne of Jesus. And God, we thank you so much for Laura and the teachers and the public, private, and, uh, and even homeschool, in which I will be a part of here soon. Lord, I pray that within the classroom of Laura, that you would have your angelic presence encamp there. Lord, that you would bring about your holiness. These are children that are innocent, naive, and we pray, Lord Jesus, today that whether in kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, even beyond, those things that they shouldn't hear would be water off a duck's back. They just wouldn't hear it. And those things that are of truth would resonate in their very soul, their very mind and heart and spirit. We pray today as a church for Laura and all the teachers that have experienced what Laura is experiencing, and that is a heaviness, an ass father that you would ignite them with joy. 
And Father, yes, to put on the spirit of, what is it, the spirit, or joy, help me out, guys, the sacrifice. What is it? Yep, garment of joy for the spirit of heaviness and also sacrifice of praise. And Father, um, bring about, Lord Jesus, your umbrella of protection that we can do this even for them, Lord, when they are just unable. Today, Lord, we are thankful for the victory of Laura's mother providing her with truth. Choose joy. And so, Lord, continue to please anoint us all with your spirit of joy, and especially within the public uh, school system, especially for Laura today. In your name we pray. Amen. For, for Laura in, uh, at the Forest Lake School with 100 students, <laughs> Christian students, but um, or I should say, and they have uh, struggles too, and keep them, Lord, looking to you with the joy. Amen. Amen. And uh, joy is often linked to praise mm-hmm. in Scripture, um, and I think there's something to that. If we want to keep our joy from getting stolen, I think cultivating a life of worship and a life of praise can be really, really important. And I know I can speak from my own experience that when, when I've allowed my joy to sort of get stolen or fade away, forcing myself to worship God, even if I really don't feel like it, is the best, maybe the only way to get it back. Um, and I found that if I am in difficulty, and I'm preaching to myself right now because I'm like, I didn't do that this last week at all. Um, Usually during the week, a couple times during the week, I'll take a time out and do some praise and worship on my own, you know? Um, and I didn't do that this week. I did, you know, I prayed and stuff, but I didn't pause and do any worship like I normally do. And I can tell. I can tell I didn't do it. Um, and so if that's not something that you've cultivated, if that's not a, a discipline you've cultivated or something you add to your quiet time, I really encourage you to spend some time worshiping God. And that doesn't mean you need to crank the radio and sing as loud as you can, although it helps. Um, uh, but you could just listen to praise music and join in with your heart. But honestly, if you do do it out loud, it makes a difference. I don't know if anybody can testify to that, but it does. So whether you're by yourself, you and your spouse, uh, if you got kids, do it with your family, your kids. Kids are always up to sing, right? So uh, praise is a really, it's an integral part of keeping that joy, I think. Steve, did you have something you want to share? This is just a little uh, practical trick trick that I found for myself and you know I started from the premise that don't we all have two voices inside I mean even if it comes down to should I have the donut yeah let's have no don't have the donut yes have the don't have it we always have the two voices inside and one principle that has helped my life so much is understanding that feelings follow actions because if we wait till we feel like doing something, whoever would do their taxes, go to the dentist, you know, clean their garage, you know, whatever. Feelings follow actions, because we all can remember many times when you didn't feel like doing something, but once you got going, 
you know, you, you get into it. And so, and the like the praise and worship and stuff. But the little trick that I found for myself was I make a deal with myself. Um, oh, okay, I argue back and forth. I, I should work out. No, I don't want to. I want, okay. And then I the deal with myself is, okay, 10 minutes. You have to do it for 10 minutes. If you don't want to, you can quit. You have to start on your taxes. If you don't want to, you can quit. Okay, whatever. But after that 10 minutes, nine out of 10 times, I'm into it. Okay, now you can't stop me, you know. Uh, I, I want to finish. And the, even the one-tenth time, eh, you still got 10 minutes out of it. So, and I'll be honest with something else. There's a lot of times when on Sunday morning, I don't feel like coming to church. And then, but the feelings follow action. So once you get going and get rolling and, you know, get up and get ready and, you know, by the time you're halfway here, you're excited to get here, you know. And I don't know, just a little trick. You can work with yourself. Just say 10 minutes and if you don't like it, ah, you quit. But ah, you'll always like it, almost. I like that. That's good. I have a, a confession and a uh, glad outcome. <clears throat> when we lived at 1707, our neighbors were living in our home. We had lots of young people living in our home, and for whatever reason, and I'm not sure what it is, part of it have related to the size of our home, that we were next to Northwestern and not close to any neighbors. I didn't reach out to the neighbors, and I'm sad for that. So I'm praying for two and looking for an opportunity to share the gospel with two that were neighbors. And uh, I'm telling you that because I'm, I'm committed to doing it. But now that we're living very close to people, we got people on all sides and right over the fence. And so it's a delight to get to know neighbors. I didn't think I'd like living real close to people, but I really like it now. And, of course, Naomi wins. She's out in front of us uh, all the time. She meets them before we do. But we're getting to know neighbors, and uh, I'm getting close to the place. I've already invited them to our home, and we've had a couple of meetings out in the backyard. But uh, I'm looking forward now, the next step, to invite more to church. We had uh, Noreen came twice here, and she'll probably come back. I'm hoping her husband, Tom, will come and our next door neighbor, Ken. So I'm telling you this, that I really want to speak to our neighbors and talk to them about the Lord Jesus as well, not just uh, say hi. So, Father, I'm sorry that I have done a poor job of this, but uh, I pray for our, our neighbors, my neighbors and uh, neighbors of yours here, friends. I pray that we would be witnesses, that we would let our light shine before them, that they may see our good works, and that they may also hear from us, and that they would come to Jesus. That's the most important thing we can do. Amen. Anybody else want to share? Janice. Yeah, I'll introduce myself because I'm sort of new here. Uh, my name is Janice Hackman. I'm a widow, and I'm older than Paul by much. And um, we go way back, actually, from when he came up from California. When my husband was alive, he was sitting. It was like, it was, um, let's see, it was Paul and Don were in the middle, and then Karen and I were on the outsides. 
and, and Don said to Paul, he said, you know, I think you should check this. This is North Heights now. He says, I think you should check this church out. He didn't know who he was from a hole in the wall. <laughs> he said, I think you should check this church out and see if you, I think you like it here. But um, I was at a funeral not too long ago at North Heights, and um, Paul said, you know, you should come and check our church out. I said, well, where is it now? He said, well, it's up in Lionel Lakes. I said, oh, really? Well, that's close to where I live because I live in Centerville. And um, I just followed Main Street. Here I'm here in 10 minutes. You know, it's like it was made, it was, it was a match made in heaven. <laughs> I mean, especially in the wintertime. <clears throat> and um, I know some people here. I know Esther and I, you know, and, and the hospitality here is unbelievable. And I love the smallness of the group, which is not what you're going to get at North Heights, of course. So I, um, I, um, I was just thinking about the group, and I had this little song that I learned somewhere along the line that I wanted to share, because on my townhouse in Centerville, I have this rock wall that I've painted. It's all individual rocks, and when people come to my house, they sign a rock. And when they do that, I say, no, there's this little song that goes with these rocks. It goes like this. We are being built into a temple fit for God's own dwelling place. Into the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of truth, as precious stones that Jesus owns, fashioned by his wondrous love. And as we love and trust each other, hallelujah, so the building grows and grows. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be a new rock in this building over here because I just feel like it's, it's a God thing. I mean, it's just a God thing, you know. It really is. I mean, it was when I first walked into the ladies' Bible study in the morning and I uh, sat down with Karen and the ladies to pray, I thought, oh, this is home. I love it. <laughs> Amen. Well, welcome home, Phyllis. We're, we're very happy to have you with us. Anybody else have something they want to share? Ask for prayer, yes. For healthcare professionals. Okay. Let's let's pray for healthcare professionals under a lot of pressure, right at the forefront of everything. Uh, my wife is a doctor, as you know. So let's pray for Audrey. Let's pray for Sarah. Um, and so some of us might have other people in our family that we want to include in that, other uh, healthcare workers. But yeah, it's been tough. You show up at work every day. You don't know what the risk level is, and you don't know what the new rules are today versus yesterday. And you have a lot of angry people on both sides, as Laura was sharing earlier. Um, everybody's mad. So uh, that's not fun. That's not fun. So, so let's pray. Let's pray for that. I'll pray for it. And if somebody else wants to join in, I'll pass this to you. Father God, we pray for our medical teams, the doctors and the nurses, uh, the techs, the uh, ambulance, EMT guys, all, all those folks who are dealing right now with COVID on a real frontline basis. And they've been dealing with it for so long already. And it's, it's wearying. And Lord Jesus, you said that if we are weary, we can come to you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy with burden, and I will give you rest. And so we bring those folks to you, Jesus, right now. We bring Audrey and Sarah, and we bring the others that we know in our life that we love.
we bring them before your throne and we ask for rest for their souls, Lord. And we ask for wisdom in how to treat people. By treat, I mean medically treat them, but also wisdom on how to interact with people who maybe walk in on a nine out of 10 already on the upset scale. And that can grate on you after a while. So I pray for, I pray for grace in the um, area of professional boundaries. I pray for grace and protection um, on all of them. And I pray that you'd just give them an abundance of your grace so that the patients they see can feel better, not just physically, but that they can feel love, they can feel your presence, God. And I pray that um, it wouldn't be so much of a burden as it has been, that you could lift that. And a lot of them have just been burning the candle at both ends, and it's, it's very, very wearying. And so I pray for an extra measure of that rest and that peace in their lives, Father God. I pray for their sleep, that you would bless their sleep, that they'd be getting multiple hours worth of sleep for every hour in reality on the clock, that they would be well rested. It says in your word that you give sleep to those you love. Yeah. We know you love Audrey, you love Sarah, you love all the others. And so we ask for sleep, rest, peace, and wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Any other sharing prayer requests? Yeah. I'm going to pray for you, Mom. Okay? We thank you, Lord, that you've healed her um, conjunctivitis in her eye. By tomorrow, she doesn't have to take any more of the medicine we've been giving. We pray that you would continue to uh, keep her eyes strong. And thank you that you healed her cough. And specifically, I think I, I really would like to ask, Lord, if you could keep her strong and drinking enough water, etc., that we would remember to keep pushing that because of uh, she fainted three times yesterday. <laughs> that was a bit hard. And I said, Mom, do you want to go home and be with the Lord or drink lots of water and be with us? <laughs> and, and, of course, you said you wanted to stay here with us. And she's a new person today. She's, you can see she's got a lot of energy today. So thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Anybody else? Laura. Okay, we'll go Laura and then Brent. Mine will be very short. I was just, um, this week, I, I don't remember when it was, but I was opening my Bible, just, you know, you open it up and boom. Right away was um, Psalm 16, 8, and I thought it was for all of us. Uh, Keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me in the shadow of thy wings, and Psalm 16 has been such a great chapter this week. It's on a good heritage. And I thought, how wonderful. What a, what a wonderful chapter it is. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, this is just a prayer request. I'll try to keep it quick. There's a lot I could say. I, I think how current events are uh, hardening my heart. Yeah. Anyone remember the character Snake Plissken? Escape from New York, the movie? <laughs> At times, I'm about, I feel like I'm about to move into Snake Plissken mode, right? Um, and then so, but the, but most importantly, my faith has not been what it was. When I look back, maybe five, seven years ago, my faith was much stronger then. Um, now, and that's total personal responsibility. It really is. And so, I find in in restoring that when I take steps, it's the proverbial three steps forward, two back type of thing. You know, or I, or I, you know, or those. Uh, what was that that um, television show where you had to go through that obstacle course and you get hit blindsided by a big, you know, humongous uh, boxing glove or whatever, smacked in the face? That's what it's like at times. I, I feel uh, over the long haul. So a prayer request for that, for restoration of faith, because why I mentioned that uh, was um, earlier, just now in the service, it had a, a just a thought occurred to me about grace and it you know just grace grace and grace to i've of course benefited from god's grace i need to show that to people now more so than ever first and foremost uh in 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 somehow try to reconcile there is probably no reconciliation but i mean i don't mean no reconciliation but grace should come first but despite um like current events and and uh wanting to be proactive. At times, I don't feel it's a time to sit back right now, uh, but but to, to speak out, because we see so everywhere you look, truth is being suppressed about so many things um, right. in the media, just if it's not suppressed, outright censorship. Right. So anyway, I'm kind of going off, but but most of, first and foremost, yeah, it was interesting, the, the part about grace, I thought in my head, and then Nate, you brought that up just moments ago. Uh, and and I thought, yeah, I definitely need help in uh, getting consistent with 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 uh, with my faith again, um, sort of restoration, if you will, uh, and uh, and um, showing God's grace, how I've benefited from God's grace most of all to others. So it's a long-winded request. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the obvious things. I don't do the things that I used to, you know. I When I came back to Christ many years ago, um, it wasn't by first attending a church. It was for by I just started getting interested in the Bible again and reading it, and I started going to a Bible study. So I was going to a Bible study a long time before I even looked for a church to, to attend. This was, uh, um, would have been about 03, you know, in there. Um, so now, yeah, I'm about, about ready to start a Bible study again. It starts up first night is tomorrow. So I'm taking, make, trying to make efforts, you know, to, to do that. And, and so, um, but part of it too is, is um, I don't know. So that, that, that's the obvious, Steve, right there. I think there's many other minor things. Um, and to play armchair psychologist or whatever, I don't know. It's in probably in my own head, so probably not a good idea to do that anyway. <laughs> um, but that's the obvious right there. You know, don't, I'm, I'm not, 
certainly to be brutally, brutally honest with myself, I'm not doing the things that I did when my faith was strong, going to Bible studies, going to church regularly, praying, or having those devotionals in the morning, most of all. My goodness, or just, even now, I'll spend just a little time reading in the Bible, and I feel like I'm a plant in the desert being watered. You know, just a little bit of time, just a little bit of reading, you know, so, yeah. Thanks for that, Brent. Thanks for sharing. Uh, that was awesome. That was very vulnerable. And there's, uh, there's power in that. And God honors that, and he'll honor it for you. And so, yeah, let's pray. Does somebody feel led? Phyllis, did you want to pray for him? Were you, were you coming up to talk to this? No, I was going to wait till they get done praying okay. for him. Okay. It's Janice, right? Right. Not Phyllis. Did you say Phyllis? Oh, did I? Sorry, Janice. Janice. No, I wanted to double oh. no, no, if I said that, I'm sorry. Um, let's, let's pray for Brent just for a, just for a second. Father... We thank you for Brent. We thank you for the courage he had to get up and share that he's, you know, been struggling and is trying to get back on track. And so we bless him in that, mm-hmm. Father God. We've all been there. And we pray that you would uh, be all over this and continue to water him <laughs> as he feels like a, a, a plant in the desert, he said. Pray that your, your spirit would continue to wash over him and water him. Pray that you would um, restore his understanding that, that you. he is your child, thank your you. beloved child, wow. and that hasn't changed. Amen. We thank you for that, and we thank you for the other people that Brent is going to be able to um, reach and relate to mm-hmm. in the future uh, because of this, uh, this time, this struggle that he's gone through. So we pray that you would keep, keep it up, Lord. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm always blessed by vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, vulnerability is an interesting word. It comes from the word vulnus. The Latin word vulnus means wound. And so vulnerability means the willingness to be wounded, which is why it's difficult for some of us to expose ourselves the openness to be wounded is what we just heard. He, he wasn't saying the good stuff. He was saying the difficult stuff or the hard stuff or where he failed. When we're willing to say that, we're, on, we're getting right back on track. Uh, oftentimes, we try to come back without that vulnerability, and then we lose. But uh, starting with vulnerability, that's a good thing because we're humbling ourselves. The Bible says that if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. Right, right. Were you wanting to share? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say um, happy Grandparents' Day to everybody here that's a grandparent. This is Grandparents' Day. And um, I think they don't get enough credit because they do a lot of work. And I've just been blessed by uh, a new ministry. It's called Coalition Legacy. And it's uh, for it, and they're they're only about a five year old ministry, and they have um, a program on every Monday night at seven o'clock on your computer. It's a Zoom deal, and um, their main goal is to encourage intentional Christian grandparenting, and it's really good. They have excellent speakers, and um, it was through them that I found out about this place down in Stewartville, Minnesota, which is close to Rochester. Uh, and it's a Christian camp. Mm-hmm. And I, they had a Christian, they had a grandparent, grandchild camp 
for three days and two nights. And uh, I said, what about great-grandparents and great-grandchildren? She said, that'll work. She said, how old are the kids? I said, they're uh, 6, 8, 10, and 12. She said, oh, perfect. So we went down there, and we, we went to this. It was fa fabulous. The parents had a little R&R &R in Rochester while I watched all the kids. <laughs> And um, so it's just wonderful. I mean, it's it, and they're having a national conference. I think it's in Montgomery, Alabama, somewhere in Alabama. But they're simulcasting to I think churches all over the United States on the big screens and churches. And one of them is in Minneapolis, I think. And I think I'm going to check that out. Check that out. Uh, Legacy Coalition. It's you can go on your computer and find out about it. It's, anybody that's a grandparent or has grandkids or anybody that knows that has people that would fit into that category. I think it's a much needed ministry. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Anybody else want to share? Mr. Harris? Well, this group is, we're on, we're not the, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, not the youngest group. Um, you know, we have young people here. We do have young people here, but um, so maybe more can relate to this, but Paul and I were meeting this morning and the thought came to me about the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And I think sometimes we think that he gives to some, takes from others, or he, you know, whatever. But I was thinking of it in my old age, how, um, yeah, you, the, the lines cross. Um, you know, you're like physically... He's taken away. I mean, I can't see as well. I can't hear as well. And I get injured more. But then what does he add? Uh, a lot of it created, gave me a real sense of humility. When I'm around people, especially young people, and I go, I'm sorry, I, I'm very hard of hearing. I read lips, and they'll move their mask down. And go, oh, you're good. It's okay. And uh, I find the young people are so wonderful. They're always like, you're good. It's all good. You're okay. They're just really encouraging. No worries. All these things they say, you know. And I just love it. But being being humble to people like that, or I'm sorry, I, I you know I can't hear. It's amazing how when you mention the vulnerability, all of a sudden I'm vulnerable, and the way they will open up and be willing to let you know. It's it's been a real blessing, even for me, able, even in witnessing, you know, and then, um, but I just think of, I'm just in, trying to encourage us all that, uh, and for some of you, it'll it's it's in the future, but for some of us that we get it, as you get older, you, some things are going down, but God replaces it with maybe hopefully a little wisdom and a little understanding and and more patience for people that, you know, and one like last thing that. Like, because I don't hear as well or uh, see as well, I'll move closer than my space bubble that I had before. I'll get a little closer to people than I used to. And I found that kind of nice, too. I don't know. I mean, I still don't, a little uncomfortable. But but anyway, I, I'm just encouraging you. If you think that you're losing a lot as you're getting older, think about, well, Lord, what are you giving me in, replay, in, in exchange? And he does. He's really fair about it, you know. Thank you. Praise God. That is good. I was having trouble reading some of my music this morning. I need to start printing things off larger. I have found that's not fun. <laughs> I'm not quite to the humility level that on that yet. I'm not one yet. I'm still in the denial phase. Um, anybody else want to share? Anybody from from the back? 
All my kids are injured lying on couches right now. So. Pray for your Uncle Tim. Yes. Uh, why don't, why don't, you're, you're nominating your dad to pray? He, uh, was it appendicitis? No. No. up to my sister called and said, my husband never complains about pain. What is your pain level between one and 10? 10. He said 10. So uh, driving to the emergency, drive faster, drive faster. Usually, you know, you don't want to break the speed limit. Um, they thought it was possibly, but Send him home with antibiotics and, and of course, pain relief, and uh, he has to go to a GI doctor. So, Lord, whatever it is, you know what it is, and we pray for healing, um, peace for Miriam and Tim and Christina. Uh, Lord, uh, this is not difficult for you. We ask for your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Last call. All right, Paul, why don't you pray for us and then we're going to sing the benediction together today. So why don't you just do a closing prayer for a blessing? Okay. We just fulfilled 1 Corinthians 14, 26 that says when you come together, each one. So it's wonderful to come together and share. So thank you, Father, that uh, you give us something that can benefit others out of our weakness, out of our struggles. Others can be blessed and encouraged. And we thank you that you have done that this morning again as we've listened to one another. The sermon was proclaimed by 20 people instead of one. Amen. 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 We're going to sing the benediction together this morning. And I encourage you to receive the blessings of the Lord and also to pray them on, on each other that are in this room, on your loved ones back home. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace sing that again the lord bless you the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. 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 
Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Oh. Uh-huh. 
time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Go forth in joy and have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.